All right, you ready to do this? Yeah. Okay, I got an intro. Okay, sweet. Spoiler alert! Here is this week's show show with Sweets and Slaney. We can't clear cliffs of Dover. Are you crazy? <laughs> well, I feel like the the time has passed. It's now like happy birthday. Oh, it's, it's in the public domain now? <laughs> yeah, it's in the of public domain. <laughs> it was made in like 88. Isn't that so funny that for years people didn't sing happy birthday on television shows because you had to pay for it? Yes. Or because it was like owned by somebody who How just wouldn't give it How much did you have out? to pay? I don't know. I don't even think it's a payment thing. I think it was like you legally weren't allowed. Like whoever owned it was being a troll like Martin Screlly. Like they were just like, you can't do it. And that's why on old sitcoms, people sing for he's a, sh- a jolly good fellow. Right. Which and it, no one in the real world has ever sung. No. And people would, I remember watching like talk shows where someone would start singing happy birthday and the host would be like, no, 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 no. Okay. 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 We got to <laughs> stop. And I was like, what? Uh, I don't know. I think I think there's got to be some kind of like live TV license, though. If the audience breaks out, think that. if the audience breaks out into Happy Birthday because it's Kelly Ripa's birthday or something, yeah. what are they gonna do? I don't know. Gelman's got to be on it. I guess <laughs> that's why they pay him the big bucks. <laughs> exactly. So how you doing? You're off coffee. I'm off s- coffee for some bizarre reason. I decided to just change it up. I, you know, I I had like kind of like a Monday where my my mind was kind of racing and it was just like. I, I couldn't fall asleep, and I didn't need two cups of coffee that day. Right. And I decided, maybe let's just try cutting out. I sometimes give myself challenges. You might know this. About I me, did know that, yeah. Where I'm just like, just for the sake of seeing if I can do it, let's go a week without it. Let's see how my body feels. You know, maybe, maybe like, you know, I have some pain in my back. Maybe that'll go away. You never know some of the effects that... Just eliminating one thing will have on your body. Okay. But do you ever worry about the placebo <laughs> effect that's going to have on you? Because sometimes I'll do something just slightly out of routine. Mm-hmm. Something else will happen and I'll equate the two, even though it was a complete coincidence. Right. Well, yeah. I don't know. My sleep hasn't been as good lately. Like I've been waking up quite often. Because you have two coffees in the morning? Not necessarily in the morning. Oh, okay. Potentially like after lunch. But even still, after lunch, you should be in the clear as long as you're not having coffee I would say after like four o'clock, you're probably in the clear. What you should know is just buckle up because I'm going to fall asleep during this episode. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. You have really been kind of keeping our energy alive for the last several podcasts. No, so what's well, going to happen that, now? Well, that's another thing. I want to prove to myself, can I do it without the coffee? Oh, I see. Okay. Why not? <laughs> All right. Well, I'm pretty nervous about the fate of this show. Of I ours. need you at some point to look at the laptop to see what my levels are doing, which you're doing right now. They're that's pretty, good. They're pretty high. Okay, good. Good. <laughs> Um, I have no sound going into my headphones right now. Which oh, that's is fine. strange. I wonder why that is. Maybe it's. Oh, don't worry about it. Okay, I'll you, keep wearing them. You can take them off then. I keep the cans on. I'm gonna it's part of my contract. I'm gonna sell your microphone. You are. Yeah, and the other one that's just like it too. I've got my eye on a couple of other microphones that I think will work better, and they're actually not expensive. You're gonna send me an invoice when we're all done our our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be like, yeah. By the way, Selena, you owe me two thousand dollars. No, I have told you a hundred thousand times. I just like to build you, up this studio so it's better. You like to have it, yeah. Right. I, wouldn't that be Wouldn't that be kind of unfair of me after all this time? Do you remember the it, the email saying that there was a bunch of soundproofing stuff at the station that we could take if we wanted? No. When was that? Pete sent it out. When? Like a month ago. He might still have it. I, oh, I kind of remember that now that you mention it. I talked to to Pete about it though, and he was like, "I don't know. There's a bunch of stuff in there. Like, I don't even want it in my office. Like, it's just I don't think it's got good stuff in it. You know how he's kind of onto conspiracies about everything. He's worried yes. that everything's gonna be cancer containing. 
He had it about that stuff. Oh, I didn't know that. I'm not worried about that at all. No? I'll breathe in dust. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you might I'll be- even drink coffee. I'm a, I'm a rebel. <laughs> might, whoa. Don't say the C word in here. <laughs> You're right. Uh, we might be able to still get that if you want it. Well, that foam I used to have on the walls in here is now moved into that closet, and I've got it working as like right. a pretty functional little voice booth. Yeah. I'm kind of proud of that little voice booth. You're not... Are you, are you using that much? Never once, but <laughs> I... <laughs> But it was a fun little project. It's such a cool little thing to have. Yeah, definitely. Well, I, I applaud you. Thanks, buddy. I think that's awesome. I appreciate it. So are you happy with Game of Thrones? We won't get into spoilers. Yes. Did you watch Game of Thrones? So what I did was, because I've never watched the rest of the series, yeah. just the pilot on this show, and, and being a member of culture, I know quite a bit. I've actually found that it's easy to know everyone's name without ever having seen any Game of Thrones. That's impressive. And they're weird names. That's impressive, because people. that's one of the biggest challenges that people have. Sure. I mean, I might struggle with some of the really niche characters, but like right. the, the top 10, I could name them all. No nice. problem. That's good. And so what I did on Monday was I I read a synopsis of every season. I didn't read all the episode synopses, mm-hmm. but I read a, a, a breakdown of every season. And then I watched Screen Junkies put out this fabulously uh, conclusive 52-minute series recap. Oh, Screen Junkies. We were trying to find it before yeah. watching because Jen's brother mentioned something about a 52-minute recap. We were like, oh, man, that would be perfect. It was perfect. We ended up watching a re- a 16-minute recap of the whole season and then a or a 16-minute recap of the entire series. Yeah. And then another, like, 15-minute recap of last season. So when we watched the new episode back, there were the odd moment where we were kind of like, well, wait, wh- why is that person... Wait, didn't that person already know that? And, like, there's a little bit of confusion, but I have to imagine there's some of that even with the, the casual list uh, viewer. Yeah, like, we haven't seen an episode for a year and a half. Right, right. It seems crazy to to come back to it. I I, I was forgetting things. I was like, okay, Cersei's pregnant, but yeah. who's she pregnant with? Oh, it's Jamie's baby kind of thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, people are very excited. 17.4 million people watched the first episode back in yeah. Game of Thrones. And apparently 37% of them have already openly said they're going to uh, cancel HBO as soon as Game of Thrones is over. Wow. I, I get, HBO doesn't care. I mean, I guess. You it's, know, they weren't just keeping HBO. for People probably got it specifically for this. Right. So it's just a little money moment for them anyway. Yeah. Yeah, it's like their flagship thing. What I find so silly is that like it was announced this week that Amazon's Lord of the Rings series is going to... I'm slurring a lot already. I don't know if you're noticing that, but... Uh, what beer are you on? It's a apricot uh, <laughs> uh, Nine Locks beer. The reason I know it's not more than one beer is because I said, what beer are you on? And you started describing the beer to me, not saying <laughs> like, oh, this is beer three. <laughs> oh, that's thought, what I meant. I thought you meant like, what brand beer am I, am I into these days? <laughs> no. <laughs> what label are you on right now? Yeah. Uh, it's the Nine Locks Apricot Blonde, and it's very summery and lovely. I think I'm just kind of tuckered out. Oh, no. It's okay. It's fine. It's fine. Okay. We're Don't good. It. It's okay. We're good. So what was I saying? Who cares? The, in August, the Lord of the Rings series is going to film, and everybody keeps referring to it in the headlines. And by everybody, I mean, like, entertainment journalists. Yep. Uh, Amazon's answer to Game of Thrones. And so there's all these little listicles of all the different streaming services who are planning a the next Game of Thrones. And it's so um, naive to think that the next Game of Thrones has to be or will be a medieval 
action drama. Yeah. Like it's not it's not successful because of the genre it's in. No. It just happened to catch people. Now I think the Lord of the Rings show probably will be popular, but for other reasons not relating to Game of Thrones. Yeah. And the thing that was the thing before Game of Thrones was not a medieval show. No, it was Breaking Bad. Right. And before that, it was um it was Sopranos and The Wire. Well, there was stuff between those two things. I no. Think. There is only no. Sopranos Wire. Nobody watched TV no. for seven years. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, but uh, but that was the last really big moment besides Game of Thrones was the Breaking Bad finale. Absolutely. I watched the Breaking Bad finale. And that was six years ago. Wow. Yeah. Six wow. years ago in like July or August. I was still in radio school when Game of Thrones was on because I remember one of my classmates being like, you got to watch this crazy show. You should get into this. Yeah. Yeah. He was an early adopter. Mm-hmm. And here we are. And the thing about Game of Thrones, and this is another reason it's kind of exempt from the genre category, mm-hmm. is that people who would never watch this kind of thing are completely consumed by it. Yeah. Totally. And honestly, it is pretty enjoyable. Oh, is to, it ever? To, to go through the entire series. Like, I have no doubt. You should do that once you... Well, you can still do that in between. Yeah, you mean while we're watching this final season? Yeah. Yeah, 60 episodes is a lot. It's a lot. I think I'm kind of past the point of my life, and this speaks to my millennialism. Uh, I'm kind of past the point of my life where I ever want to take on a series that has that many episodes left. Yeah. I love 15-episode series. Sure. Like, I, I, if I can get a beginning, middle, and end, that is so much. That's so much. But you might just get into it. Maybe so, but like... I really enjoyed Downton Abbey, and it was a slog to get through. Yeah. And same with Lost, when Becky and I rewatched Lost a few years ago. Like, yeah, I love this show. It's one of my favorite shows of all time. And it's just like, are we done yet? Not every episode can be great. And certainly that's got to be the case for Game of Thrones, too. And I understand that the thing that is most begroaned by Game of Thrones diehards is the, the waiting and the cliffhangers and the not knowing when. Yeah. But that also feeds into your love for it. Yeah. So if you never actually have to be frustrated by a cliffhanger... That's going to take something away from it, for sure. It's true. Uh, what did you think about the episode? Did you like it? I loved yeah, it. I th- talked about the episode. I thought it was really good. Um, you kind of found it a little bit boring? Uh, yeah, I think it was a little bit dull. Like, it was one of those episodes where people people were kind of saying, eh, you know, like, nothing, nothing crazy, but, like, you got to get into it, got to start it up. Right. Right. I don't really want to say anything in case people are waiting a couple episodes back or something. But interestingly, I found our culture to be pretty respectful of spoilers lately. Yeah. Like today, uh, the Russo brothers and Kevin Feige and all these guys at uh, at Marvel created the hashtag uh, don't spoil the end game. Okay. Just basically like asking fans to be respectful. Like if you have opening night tickets, most people don't. All right. Like please be nice. Everyone deserves to see this movie uh, without having anything spoiled for them. Totally. And that always happens with Star Wars. Generally, if you know where to tread lightly, mm-hmm. you're going to be able to not have the big thing spoiled for you. But I found that not to be the case at all for Game of Thrones. Like, I didn't watch it until last night, I guess, maybe the night before, and it was on on Sunday night. And first thing Monday morning, I'm going through the blogs, and I know all kinds of stuff about Bran and about Cersei and all this stuff that happened last night. I find that wild. Yeah. Oh, you mean after you watched it because it was all just on the blogs? No, no, I hadn't seen it yet. But oh, but like but you all, were going through the blogs. I have to work. I have it's what I do for a living. Right. And so you just go on the internet, and there's all this stuff that spoils. Yeah, it's a bummer. Yeah. But it was it was a good watch. That that's a good sign. I liked it. They were super into it. How many are there? How many? How many episodes in the season? Eight. Eight. Yeah. Which means eight weeks until. 
Seven big weeks, day. I guess, until the big day. Yeah. You're actually starting this to feel Sunday. some some struggle about it being a Game of Thrones night. That's not just like a quaint little thing that's going to happen at the same time. You're, no, it, you're bothered by it. I'm I'm not. I I'm confused between bothered by it and um, if it's just kind of a cool thing that will be happening <laughs> in the background. I guess we'll find out. Yeah, well, like I, I mentioned it to someone at work the other day, and someone was like, "Oh, you got to get a screen." I was like, "No way!" Yeah. But she was kind of joking. I think. I think so. I was there for that conversation. I don't know. I think that's like an instinct. It, it would be the same for somebody. Like, you're a big sports guy. Mm-hmm. What is the big sports event? Like, what you love the Super Bowl so much. What if you planned your wedding and you just weren't thinking and it turned out the Super Bowl was going to be on your wedding? You would you would definitely have a, have a screen you were aware of, whether it was like a public screen. Yeah. First of all, that would never happen. I gave you a hypothetical here. But you're right. You're right. That it is kind of like planning yeah because to some people it is a super bowl like it is the biggest tv event but you know at the same time there's a lot of people that don't watch it live yes <laughs> which hopefully they will just not do that night if people start piecing out at like 9 30 <laughs> there are a bunch of pragos at the wedding too right but like i'm hoping their husbands get drunk these are all of your buddies who got married last year their wives are all pregnant now no, no. Uh, none of them got married last year whose wives are pregnant. You now. just went to a lot of weddings last I year. I went to a lot of weddings last year. Yeah. No pregos as a result, I don't think. <laughs> not yet. Okay, not yet. I'll keep you posted, though. God willing. Prego money. watch. <laughs> 2019. Look forward to that segment. Yeah. Uh, okay, so Disney has committed $5 million for the rebuilding of Notre Dame, I guess because of the hunchback of Notre Dame. <laughs> So stupid. Stupid, yes. But a crazy thing that happened this week that we should probably talk yes, about. Yes, let's touch on it. I, I, I tried to watch it as much as I could while I was on the air because it was happening while I was on the air. And we have this weird kind of tone on our station where we try to be positive, which I I want to service. Mm-hmm. But also, like, this seems like one of the big cultural events right now. Yeah. And it seems it's really hard to silly. Be like, ah, yeah. Picture yourself. In France, <laughs> all toasty, right next to one of the biggest historical figures in the world. Yeah, well, and here's the other thing is, I don't want to ignore it, but I also don't, well, I've never been to Paris, but it was so vulgar the way people are using this international tragedy to post their Paris trip pictures. Uh, yes. <laughs> to be like, well, this is the time I was there. Yeah. Did you see the meme give a fuck. today that was like, as soon as everyone... Uh, as soon as people who went to Paris on social media have like found out about the, and it's just a bunch of people scrambling. Yeah. Sorry. I didn't really complete that thought. No, that's okay. It was pretty sad. Yeah. They were obsessed with that spire going down. Yeah. The spire went down. That was a big one. A lot of people now are, are coming in with the hot takes of like, if only people cared so much about climate change. Yeah. Well, like it's kind of true. Like someone donated $200 million dollars. Like uh, Selma, <laughs> Selma Hayek's um, husband right. gave a hundred million dollars. It's like, don't worry about this. Yeah. Like, it's gonna get rebuilt regardless. Yeah. yeah. Do you think the Catholic without your church, do you think the Catholic Church has some money? Yeah. It'll, you, it'll be all right. You don't need to give a hundred million dollars for this. And it's kind way, of a waste. This is the first time anybody has ever been so chill about the Catholic Church. Everyone's just like, oh, the cat. This is a terrible day for the Catholic Church. I know. And I was like, it is a terrible day. 
but let's not worry about the Catholic Church so much. Yeah, a lot of people were, uh, <laughs> is this bringing people back for some reason? Yeah. Was this part of the Catholic Church's plot? You're right. Well, they have raised like a billion dollars. <laughs> oh, good. You know what's crazy too? The, apparently a recent Assassin's Creed iteration yep. has like a to the brick uh, rendering of uh, Notre Dame Cathedral. No And they're going to use it as a blueprint to recreate Notre Dame what? Cathedral. What? Yeah, we're like, we're loading from our last save. That's actually incredible. It's amazing. That's unbelievable. That's the coolest thing I'll hear all week. I think so too. Cool and like very weird. Very like how does the Catholic Church feel about a a, <laughs> a movie called Assassin's Creed? Yeah. Them using that to recreate it. It's very Well, it's the way it was in the movie Assassin's Creed. <laughs> Are you familiar with it? And then Paul said unto the Romans. <laughs> yeah. Hit save, bro. It's dinner time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, uh, I feel like I had another Notre Dame thing to say, but maybe not. It was a very sad thing, and uh, I don't know. I guess I guess life goes on. Yeah, I mean, they preserved the the crown of thorns. They preserved the organ. They preserved the facade with the two bell towers. There's a bunch of stuff about like there's like people's all the Catholic relics. Like there's like people's noses and like Ugh. femur bones and stuff that they kept God Almighty. from like hundreds of years ago. Yeah, people are like priceless things <laughs> well you know the church okay. on argyle street argyle and grafton the white church that has the ghost in the window yeah i've never actually known that to you know the one in do you mean the one in um the white church on the side of parade square yeah yeah so there's a ghost I was in, in the there window. for a funeral earlier this year so they're like bodies under the floor of that church wow so there's like grates in the aisle and yeah if you look down you can see these old royal like golden crusted coffins what? It's the creepiest church in the world. I did not know that. Did you, uh, did you learn this on like a tour? I don't know if I was on a tour. I think it was just, I wandered in there on some like open doors Halifax uh, day event. Right. And there was like a tour guide in there. Yeah. And everybody just wants to know about the ghost in the window. Yeah. What What's the story about the ghost in the window? I think it's Halifax explosion related. Oh, there was a okay. priest inside. He was standing in this window and the Halifax explosion happened and all the windows blew out and he died. Right. And so they replaced the window and his silhouette remained in the window. And so they replaced the window again and his silhouette remained in the window again and again and again. And I like that ghost story and I'd be down yeah. if the silhouette weren't, if it didn't look like it was drawn by Hanna-Barbera. Right. Like, <laughs> Is there a silhouette there? Yeah. Like you can actually see something? Yeah. Oh, so. But he's got like a button nose. It's the weirdest thing. <laughs> Two eyes made God, out of gold. What? <laughs> it's the weirdest thing that the Catholic Church would ever be on board with the idea that someone that was in a church was kind of a ghost. Ghosts are okay if you're a holy man. No, not really. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the idea is that you go to go to heaven. Maybe. But we're saying that this guy is just ghosting around. I don't know if like if they think that his spirit stays within this church but for some reason his image <laughs> between the window pane his image stays on the glass which is silly it's just not true uh, and there's there's got to be like a like a fenestrator out there some like stained glass <laughs> expert out there who we can interview and ask so is this true did you install the window and did, was there a was there a ghost in the window when you installed it right was, was he hanging out there <laughs> he's like yeah i saw it i saw it i, I swear i saw it so i saw it he was telling me about his window pane <laughs> Uh, thank you. That was a good one. Thank you for the Eminem reference. Yeah, I yeah. <laughs> guess that's why they call it window pane. Oh, he what was a dumb. Oh, it's very dumb. I can't. 
And I remember people like quoting it. Listen, as somebody who does believe Eminem is a genius in a way, he also has some of the dumbest things ever. So many <laughs> dumb things. And a lot of his best lines are also dumb. Yeah. It's true. They make you think, but like that's why they call it window pane because you're standing in a window. Staring out the window, I uh, guess that's why they call it window pane. Yeah. What's the song? I don't even know. Is it Love the Way You Lie? It's one of the corny ones. I think ones. it is. Yeah. Yeah. I think it is. Good Lord. I can't tell you how it really is. I can only tell you how it feels like it. Yeah, when did he adopt that kind of <laughs> kind of hissy Eminem? Okay, so here was Eminem's strategy. Okay. He always came in hot with a Slim Shady track yep. that was like, whatever, you know, blah, 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 blah. I'm yep. here with my boy Dre. I'm drunk. Uh, blah, blah. That was phenomenal, and yes. Then, <laughs> and then it would... <laughs> And then it would go to like something a little harder. And then eventually by the, by the third song, it was like toy soldiers. Yeah. Like it was like the dark one that was like, I, I just wish my daughter would die. And it, Those it are some had a good songs though. There's everyone. some good ones in there too. Yeah. Oh no. I'm, I'm saying it was formulaic a little bit. Yeah. But it sold billions and billions. Well, of it's not like he tried to hide that. He had an alter ego. Yeah. Yeah, and I think a lot of the alter ego stuff was made. The silly stuff, wasn't the it? The silly stuff was yeah. made when he was like super high. Yeah, probably. I, I For whatever reason, I heard the song Stan a couple of months ago. Right. Stan was his, his like dark song. My God, that's a good song. Right. It went to like The Way I Am. And then, sure. Because I am. What? Whatever you say I am. Yeah. And then. We can't clear that, by the way. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That's why I can only say five words. Right. Uh, and then happy birthday <laughs> yeah. to you. That's not in the public domain. Yes, it is. Um, <laughs> waiting for Stan to be in the public domain. <laughs> Any uh, day now. <laughs> uh, we're doing a Stan check. Can we get a Stan check? The here? early mixtapes uh, are still but. not. Yeah. <laughs> but then Stan was like the dark one. Yeah. That was also a huge hit. Right. My tea's gone that cold. Was, that I'm was wondering why. All right. <laughs> that is quite, that is quite the sidetrack. So oh, wait a second. That was you. <laughs> what a way to end the You're song. You're right. That is a corny end to a great song. <laughs> yeah. Like, he, he, he had 95% effectiveness when writing a rap. Well, the thing about that is like that whole song is spoken letters, right? So every every verse is a letter either yeah. written by Slim or Stan. And so the final one is, oh, wait a second, it was you. So he actually wrote it on the paper. Oh, wait a second, it was you. <laughs> yeah. like you see that sometimes on Facebook. People would be like, the last time I was at a baseball game, dot, dot, dot. Well, I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> Why didn't you edit your post? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> actually, come to think of it. Yes, yeah. exactly. You're like, this post, you thought this out. Do I need to it. sit here for your stream of consciousness, yeah. James Joyce? Yeah, you better tell me that someone else hit the enter button <laughs> on this computer and you're like oh sorry someone else posted that but uh whatever it's up now oh i know I these could... are my thoughts <laughs> and we thank you for them uh mark Wahlberg and the bumblebee director travis knight are doing the six billion dollar man so the six million dollar man is a thing our parents know about and care right. about and because six million dollars is not very much money anymore, mm -hmm. they make it at the six billion dollar man whoa what's this going to be airing on is it like a netflix thing I don't know. The Bumblebee director and Mark Wahlberg. It's just an opportunity for Mark Wahlberg to be like, I'm 50, but I still have the biggest muscles. I wake up. <laughs> I wake up so early. I push that heavy stuff. For some reason, I get up. At oh, wait a second. It was you. It was you. <laughs> <laughs> I get up at two o'clock in the morning. Even though I could get up at six and do the same routine, yeah. I go to bed at seven. 
like a normal human. What a weird man. Yeah. Kerry Fukunawa Naga. Yep. Sure. He is doing a Last of the Mohicans series. Oh, interesting. No new ideas. No new ideas. That does suck. Right. Does suck, but I mean, yeah, like you, it doesn't have to be the Last of the Mohicans. It could just be a Native American versus uh, colonialism story. But then you run the risk of being like, this is Last of the Mohicans. I guess so. So you need to just call it by the name? Well, I mean, it's based on a true story, right? It's like historical fiction. Right. No, maybe it's not based on a true story. It's historical fiction. It's based on a book, which yes. is historical fiction. Right. So when Daniel Day-Lewis <laughs> I'm Lewis agreeing did, with all this. I know none of it. When Daniel Day-Lewis did it, it wasn't an original idea either. Mm. Mm. And he lived in the role. I think he like lived in the woods for that one. As always. Yeah. As always. Yeah. I don't know if he like <laughs> hunted people too or God, nothing would surprise yeah. me with that guy. <laughs> yeah. That's probably why he had to retire. He has to atone. Uh, he's got too many skeletons in his closet. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna come out eventually. The show Hannah, Hannah that we talked about like a while ago. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Amazon Prime show, which mm-hmm. was kind of good. Mm-hmm. It really blew up. Oh, really? So big thing now. Well, we watched it when we watched it before the show was out, as it turns out. We watched like an early preview of the oh, pilot episode. Okay. And then a good month or six weeks later, the the dump of the full season came out on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of really well received. Wow. People liked it a lot. And so it just got picked up for a second season. All right. Barry got renewed for a third season. Excellent. You watching Barry? I started watching the first episode the other day and I was like laughing at it, but I started it at 11 p.m. So it, I, I just decided I should go to bed. The guy who plays Noho like, Hank is going to get nominated for an Emmy. I'm going to call that right now. They're mm-hmm. North Hollywood Henry, the, the Chechen guy. Oh, okay. The the bald white dude. They are clearly, he's so funny in the first episode. They are making such an effort to make sure that he is he's nominated for his to deserved To give him a ton of Emmy. lines. Yeah. yeah. When he's meeting, he's talking about his like best friend. Which is uh, who? Uh, the dude in the prison. No, is it a prison? I don't know. It's like a Mexican guy or Brazilian guy. Yeah, the guy in the monastery. Yeah. Yeah. Are they in the monastery? I don't know. I don't know what you're talking Anyways, about. Anyways, sorry. He's so he's just like, hey, he's writing, he's writing a letter home talking mm. about how he's making such good friends oh, and yeah. how he's like meeting all of the best crime families in the world. <laughs> and, yeah. You watched the second episode? I think it was the second no, episode. No, no, I haven't watched the second episode. Where Barry's like, uh, am I, Hank, am I, am I evil? He's like, of course, do I not tell you that enough? You're <laughs> yeah. the most evil. <laughs> Look at, this is him here. This is a picture of him with hair. Whoa. He's unrecognizable. So he's yeah. on, he was on Seth Meyers. He looks so young. He's so handsome there, eh? He's so handsome. So he was on Seth Meyers. He does have alopecia. And so he has kind of hit it for his whole acting career. No way. But he basically said, I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm only going to take parts where I can have no hair. Jeez. So thankfully, this part came around. <laughs> They're going to like do a remake of Powder and he'll be in it? Could happen. It could happen. Good on him. Kind of steals the show. He's very charming. Is and he, also the accent is put on. Is he really? Yeah, I figured. Yeah. Is he really funny in uh, real life? Yeah, very charismatic. Oh, nice. Yeah. And Shrill got nominated for a second season. Okay. Got You, you mean got, it's having a second season. Got nominated for a second season. <laughs> they're so talking about they're doing considering it. it okay and oh look i they just it, got a second it season won a second season hooray <laughs> you know what i liked watching that but i don't know if i care anymore no no it's just kind of following ad bryant and there's not a, a huge moral to the story is there besides uh, this is 80s life and 
Well, I think her goal was to kind of take back the term fat. Okay. Otherwise, other than that, it's just kind of really good writing. Like it's yeah. really good pitter patter. Do you think she'll stay on SNL for that much longer? I don't know. I don't think so. No. And Lauren Michaels is running this show too. Yeah. You know who I'm officially thinking needs to leave SNL? Kate. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, time's up. Hashtag time's up. The other day, Kate played Lori Laughlin, and I was like, okay, it's time for you to go. Yeah. Because you're not Lori Laughlin. Like no. they just they have her play everybody there are certain parts that are rightfully cecily's part and kate plays them and it drives me nuts yeah and kate's obviously very good and even heidi heidi gardner heidi gardner's out there a lot she's good i like her she's really good yeah i didn't watch um the episode this week yeah was it good it was pretty good yeah it seems like emma stone's she could have been better she wasn't in it a lot no she, and they did a sketch that they've done before where she's like the sexy uh, poster, poster model. Wall. Yeah, I saw yeah. that clip. So that was pretty good. It was an overall okay show. The mm-hmm. audience was just BTS fans. I don't really know how they swung that. Right. But I had seen uh, an article earlier in the week about how people had been lined up since Monday to get in to see Emma Stone. And no, they were not. <laughs> they, were, <laughs> they wanted to get in to see BTS. Yeah, which is a Korean pop band. Yeah, there's seven people. And they're just a boy band. They just like dance. And I have to admit, the dancing was kind of mesmerizing. <laughs> and the first song was pretty catchy. The second song I didn't care for. You're going to become a BTS head. Could happen. I remember when I first saw One Direction on, on SNL and I thought, oh, this is going somewhere. You were sold? I was sold. All right. Yeah. But you didn't like download their albums or anything. I'm not like a fan of One Direction, but I, I got it. I, I saw this right. and I was like, oh, that's definitely what people want. What do they call One Direction fans? Uh, like directioners. Winners? Directioners. Which is not very creative. Directors. <laughs> Directives. <laughs> the directed. Directives. <laughs> I think it's directioners. Directioners? It's not. It's, it's too very... close to erection. <laughs> it is. It's very clunky, isn't it? Yeah. How come everybody who has fans needs to have a name for those fans? When did that start? I don't know. What'd you call like Cause Mariah... a Beatles fan? Uh, I think a human. Yeah. But, like... Uh, Mariah Carey calls her people lambs, is it? Seriously? Which is terrible. No, no. Isn't that Gwen Stefani? No. No, it's Mariah Carey. She had a whole thing with lambs. No, did she? So does Mariah Carey calling herself Jesus, like the lambs? <laughs> she she is the shepherd. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to be fair, Mariah Carey would do that. Imagery. She might do that. Uh, and then, like Lady Gaga, just the, the little monsters. Little monsters. I feel like that was when it really became. I never a liked. Thing. I never liked that one. Little monsters. I don't know why. Like she has. I never liked. And then there's believers. Like you're not a Muppet. Believers was terrible. I don't know what that's even supposed to. Is it supposed to be believers? Yeah. But believers in what? Obviously in Bieber. Yeah, but in he's his, not. He's not like touting some kind of philosophy. His, well, I'm saying I believe him. <laughs> Are you saying you don't? Didn't he come through in the end? I believe him. Yeah. I, I don't... Remember when he said Anne Frank would have been a believer? Uh, yeah. That was a funny thing he did. That was, <laughs> that was a funny thing he well, did. Well, that was like obviously sure. a crazy thing that he should have had to apologize for, which I think he did. But what a crazy thing that happened. <laughs> what a crazy thing to say. In a different world. To go to the Anne Frank house and not be moved past, I bet she would have been a believer. <laughs> how how can you look at someone who had so much like he i'm just breaking it down from him he goes into this place he's like oh my god she went through so much she was like hiding she was in annex for so long she was like 
living in such a small room. Yeah. She ended up going to a concentration camp. She like died in a concentration camp days before the war ended. I bet she would have been a believer. <laughs> Like, you know how what, do you though? get there? You know what, though? Hot take. And I can say it because I'm not Justin Bieber, so sure. it doesn't sound arrogant. She totally would have been a believer. <laughs> this is a 14-year-old girl. The whole point of the diary of a young girl is that she was an ordinary girl from right. her age. She, it, was, it was pretty, like, across all genres. She it, would have loved was, to yeah. believe. You're right. <laughs> who You're was, right. Who maybe was, he nailed it. Maybe he did. We should make a movie. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Like a theor- hypothetical movie? No, not a hypothetical movie. I don't want to be disrespectful. We've already crossed that threshold. <laughs> you think so? Yeah. Okay. I was just going to say maybe like a movie about someone going through something similar in current day who's a believer that you could easily point to and say, hey, look. Oh, I see. You don't need a movie. <laughs> you just need a sentence. You just need to watch CNN. There's so much horrible stuff happening in right. the world to real. So young maybe there's like a little girl in Syria who has who like loves a Justin Ar- Bieber, loves Ariana Grande. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, of course. Problem solved. What do they call Ariana Grande fans? I'm very sure there's a term for them. Yeah, I don't know, but she's exactly the kind of person who would have a term for her fans, whether she came up with it or not. I kind of think maybe labels come up with that stuff. Maybe now. they call them like. Uh, cause she's got that Starbucks cloud macchiato. Okay. Maybe they call them like, wait, does she have her own Starbucks drink? Well, Mackie's. Yeah. Really? Because her last name is Grande? No, that's not even why they didn't even use that. What a waste. I know. That's the time that you would use. She also has an album called Sweetener and they wasted that too. What? Yeah. No, she doesn't. A hundred percent. She does. Ariana Grande has an album called Sweetener. It came out last year. Oh my God. Why aren't all of her things just like. Soy latte. I mean, I think sweetener must be a reference to the fact that her name is Grande, but yeah. maybe it's a reference to the Starbucks kids or whatever her fan base is called. Maybe that's what they call them, <laughs> like Bucky's. Yeah. The st- oh, I like that. What's right. up, Bucky's? You should drink coffee time before the for podcast. for Grande. <laughs> you don't like it? No, it's good. We're having a great time. <laughs> no. Sterling K. Brown is joining the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Okay. He's very good. That show's very good. That's all I have to say about that. Is, is he not on This Is Us anymore? No, he is. He's still just doing double trouble. Yeah, I think he just wants to get out there. Plus, like, uh, it might just be a, a short arc on Maisel. Maybe he shoots it in the off season. Mm-hmm. I think he's just putting his face out there as much as possible. Yeah. SKB is uh, lighting it up. The other thing is uh, The Mandalorian. So this is the Star Wars series that uh, John Favreau directed and created. It's coming yeah. out along with Disney+. Plus. Which, by the way, we're not getting until early next year. They haven't set a date. Right. This seems like a huge mistake to me. In Canada, they're not going to put Disney Plus out until further notice, but they're launching the new Star Wars series on Disney Plus. You're right. just asking people to steal your stuff. To torrent. Yeah. Yeah. And especially if it happens just a couple months later, just get your shit together and put it all out. Yeah. Why wouldn't they? I, so you I, can do it in one country. Like, oh, you know what? I think Licensing? Has, I think it has more to do with, yeah, like Bell Media and- Yeah, it usually does. Etc. Yeah. So anyway, uh, The Mandalorian, which is going to be very good. Mm-hmm. Bill Burr is going to be in it. Interesting. Anyway, who's he gonna play? He's just doing something so his like kid will be like, "Oh, that's cool." Well, maybe, but don't forget he was in Breaking Bad. Like the guy actually likes to oh, act. Yeah, right. He was one of the bodyguards. Yeah, and he constantly says that's the best creative experience of his life. Really? Yeah, he sings Vince Gilligan's praises. Amazing. Did they put him in uh, uh, Better Call Saul at all? Oh, I don't know about that. Hmm. I don't know, but. 
point is, I think this guy every now and then likes to take an acting job. And actually, he's a pretty good actor. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Okay, so this I'm pretty excited about. Um, Survivor. You, you know I still watch Survivor. Yes. Survivor's still good, man. And, mm-hmm. and sometimes they get a little bit too hung up on their gimmick. This year, it's um, uh, it's Survivor Island or something. There's an island where... Purgatory Island or something like that, mm-hmm. where you get voted out, but you have the chance to get your way back in. And, and, okay. and they've done that before. And anyway, uh, it's still a good show in its bones. Mm-hmm. But something that I think fans have wanted from this show for a couple decades now is finally going to happen in two seasons on Survivor. They're going to have an all-winners season. Oh, cool. So they've done lots of all-star seasons. They brought back lots of entertaining uh, personalities before. Yeah. But now they finally have enough where they can get together enough charismatic past winners only where they have a true all-stars head-to-head-to-head. And what's nice about that is that previously, if they brought back uh, ex-winners to go against ex-losers or new people altogether, having won the game was a huge disadvantage. Because people you, will say, they won already, let's get them out. Although there is a woman who has won twice. That's so crazy. And surely she'll be invited back again. Just What's because her name? Her name is Sandra. Okay. And uh, she'll probably be invited back. She's actually been invited back a third time already. But is she just super likable? No. She's not the that. opposite. Yeah. I mean, she's, a, she's an okay strategist, but usually she wins by default. Right. Anyway, so everyone's going to have the same disadvantage, so it's an even playing field. Yep. And that could be pretty good. That'll be awesome. I think so, right? Maybe that'll get me back into it. Also, Boston (laughs) Rob, it's been 10 years since he played Survivor. Oh, God. I never even saw him on Survivor. Like, this is how long I've been out of Survivor. Oh, he's the LeBron James of Survivor. Everyone should see him play. It's sensational. Right. But but he's, like, chubbier now and has four kids. So he, like, could be a little different. He could be a little rusty. Or he could come come back, like, just clawing. It could happen. Yeah. Is it, um, all of these people would be pretty old at this point, wouldn't they? Some of them. I mean, I, I don't know if they're going to, because it's been on for like 38 seasons, yeah. right? So probably only half of them will come back. Let's pick the good ones. So it's still the same where people come on, they form an alliance immediately. Yeah. Um, you can't trust anybody. There's immunity idols now. Yeah, but they throw in all these like hidden immunity idols all over the beach. And right. so, and there's all these different advantages you can win, clues and there's lots of stuff in play at right. any given moment. How many camera people are on the island at the the same time? They've done a really nice job of preserving the secrecy of the production of Survivor. Uh, okay. They do a really good job of finding people who don't spoil that. Mm-hmm. Um, like I had a big fight at Christmas. Not a fight, but like a big disagreement with, with family members at Christmas because I was trying to convince them that there's no way they're not given uh, sunscreen and toothpaste. There's just oh. There's just no way they're not. You don't given. think so? They're definitely given sunscreen and toothpaste. Okay. And everyone's like, no, you get nothing. They give you nothing. That's just not true. They yeah. definitely give you t- sunscreen and toothpaste. I don't care where you read it. They give you sunscreen and toothpaste. Okay. Cannot move me. Um, but you can't find any information. Like they're they're pretty they're pretty smooth about it. Locked up. I'm you know what? Next season, I'm in. Okay. You watched it a little bit with me when we I did. The that was the last time I watched it. That's right. Seven years ago. Maybe six. You want to talk about shows? Yeah, let's go to it. Okay. How, where are we at right now, time-wise? Uh, like 40 minutes in. Okay. Cool. So it's probably good. Sweet. Yeah. Do you want to go first? I think it's your turn to go first. Yep. I'm trying to think if I watched anything this week. If I Did, did you it. watch either of the shows? Yeah, I watched the shows. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I just meant like in general. 
um, to add to conversation. I don't know. You know, I watched Taxi Driver the other day for the first How time. How was that? Ever. I never watched it. Man, it's um. Every time I tell somebody, you're the first person to react positively. Every time I tell somebody I watched Taxi Driver, they go, "Why? Oh, really? <laughs> because it's it's a lot, but it's yeah. sensational. Yeah. Like it's really great, but it's it's disturbing. Uh-huh. Not in like a Colin can't look kind of way, right? But I mean, it's an extraordinary performance. Kind of messes with your head, kind of thing. Well, yeah, it does. It yeah. messes with your head, and it's it's an amazing character study. He changes so much as a person from beginning to end in this movie, right? And you're constantly trying to figure out like what he's thinking. Like you spend ninety eight percent of the movie with him, yeah, but you really don't know where his ethics are, right? Uh, but it's good, and it ends strong. Really? Oh, man. All right. Yeah. And it's a tight, like, 95 minutes or something, too, which you don't expect from a Scorsese movie. Yeah. I love that people say, why? <laughs> just because it's like... It's just one of those dark movies. People don't begrudge you watching an old classic movie, but it's like, what kind of mood were you in where you wanted yeah. to watch Taxi Driver? Yeah, exactly. And, like, I didn't have fun. No. But it was good. I'm glad I watched like, it. Like, there's a movie called Deer Hunter... And like I find Apocalypse Now is the same thing. I've never seen either of those movies. I'm trying to go back and Becky and I are going to watch some more movies. So like we fancy ourselves these like movie people. Sure. And there's so many great movies we've never they seen. We haven't seen. And so like Deer Hunter, Taxi Driver won no Academy Awards, but he won for Deer Hunter. Yeah. I don't know anything about it, but it doesn't sound like it's not red. Right. It's uh, it is quite a watch. Yeah. It's pretty intense. I've never seen Apocalypse Now, but I know everybody no. went friggin' crazy making it. Yeah. Apocalypse Now is another one that is insane to watch. I still haven't seen Godfather Part Two. They're both about the Vietnam War, by the way. Yeah, Deer Hunter and yeah. You haven't seen Godfather Part Two. You no. gotta watch Godfather Part Two before you get into Taxi Driver. I guess so. You've watched the first, the first movie. I know, but Becky wants to see the so we can watch the second one together. Uh, but that's like a big thing because they're both three hour movies. Yeah, both awesome though. Oh, I, I, the first one's amazing. Yeah. What are some other ones that are, are essentials? Like have, have you ever seen like Citizen Kane? I've never seen Citizen Kane. No, like, I've never seen Citizen people. Kane. I've never seen any of the Hitchcock movies. No, and I don't know if I even want to. Yeah. Um, what other ones are there? Uh, well, like old like Clint Eastwood movies. I've seen like the good, the bad, and the ugly. Sure, yeah. Yeah, although I don't think I really enjoyed myself. Those maybe, ones maybe are I big. would now. What about old Al Pacino movies? Is there any other... What do you examples. mean, like old Al, Al Pacino movies? Well, I've never like, seen like Scent of a Woman. That's the one that but people that's, bring but, up a lot. But that's not, it's not an, that old. It's not an old one. That's the one where he won by default because he hadn't won yet. And that was in like the eighties or the nineties, maybe the nineties. I think. Yeah, I've never seen Scarface. Not that I think I need to. No, you probably you wouldn't like. Scarface. I've never seen Goodfellas. Goodfellas, you definitely should see. I know, but that's probably pretty bloody, isn't it? Eh, I mean, I've I've actually I think only seen it on TV. Okay. So I see a censored version. Right. How much bloodier is it than Ferris Bueller's Day Off? It's like 3% more bloody. Oh, okay. I can probably handle that. Is Ferris Bueller's Day Off the one where the guy plays the taxi driver and he kills all his people? <laughs> it's a big, crazy shootout at the end. Yeah. And he frees the child prostitute. Yeah. yeah. That was the day off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was her day off. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to call you Ferris Bueller. <laughs> you talking to me? All right, get out of here. You're a good kid. Uh, <laughs> uh, yep, that's the one. <laughs> <laughs> Ferris Bueller's Day Off is the first movie I ever saw with the F word in it. And I remember like rewinding to see if I heard it correctly. 
Yeah, it it is kind of out of place in that movie. Well, John Hughes, like, there's lots of F-words in The Breakfast Club, for example. Yeah. But, and there's lots of other language in Ferris Bueller's. Like, it's kind of comparable to Back to the Future. They say, like, holy shit, and stuff like that. Right. Or son of a bitch. Yeah. But the F-word, and it's just muttered, and it's off screen. You can hear uh, Vice Principal Rooney say it while he's, like, getting hounded by a dog outside Ferris's right. house. It's super easy to edit for TV. Yes. But... I remember having to rewind and be like, oh my God, he said the F word. Oh, rewatch. I must have been seven years old or something. Yeah. God, I was trying to think of another movie that had this a similar vibe. Yeah. Where there was language in it that seemed like, why, why did that have to be in there at all? I can't remember what it was now, though. I don't know. I can't help you. <sighs> cool story, Matt. Let's talk about shows. All right. Let's talk about shows. Do you want to recap? Uh, which, which of these two shows do you want to recap? Um, I will recap, you know what? I'll actually recap champagne ill. Okay. I just feel like I grasp, like, I think I can rhyme it off it's a little, little less to say for sure. A little less to say. All right. You can recap the first episode of champagne, Illinois mm-hmm. in three, two, one, go. Okay. So, uh, Jay Farrow plays a rapper who's going all the way, uh, at the beginning, uh, they're, uh, it shows him in high school. He's graduating. He's about to go on tour with Lil Wayne. Flash forward to 15 years later, and his friends reluctantly joined along, or actually not so reluctantly joined along. They became kind of his cronies that got everything paid for them until Jay Farrow dies in a music video accident, and uh, they're forced to come to terms with living with their families and not having any money. Yeah, they basically have to learn what it's like to be a regular person in small-town Illinois again yeah. after this first part of their life being all about luxury and right and excess did you know he was gonna die i yeah i had the feeling that it was about someone dying and then halfway through i was like maybe he doesn't die maybe he just like you know pieces out bails on them i kind of thought like i know that darkness is acceptable in comedy but i think maybe the this brand of comedy is not befitting of this level of darkness right and i think it would have been a more palatable inciting action if he was just like you guys are slobs you don't respect me you're not my crew anymore. Right. Go home. I think that would have been a better way to kick off the story. Well, and also they literally kill off Jay Farrow, who could ha- be in the show doing other stuff throughout the next few seasons. And he wasn't funny once. He had one scene. Yeah. Yeah. They they just got, I think, the biggest name they could. By the way, the music video they shot yeah. was good song. I like the song a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it was very like, I think they said... Jay Farrow, can you write a song that would be kind of popular today? And at the end, when at his funeral, when the choir sang it, yeah, I thought that was and really good. Crying. So this uh, this show is like Eastbound and Down meets Entourage. Yeah, yeah, that's that's fair. And it's it's funny. I laughed a lot. I I, I kind of feel like Adam Pally. I don't I don't know that I necessarily include this show in that, but in general, he's been on a lot of shows. Yeah. Most of them good, mm-hmm. none of them hits. No, none of them hits. So he's kind of struggling to stick one. All of them pretty funny. He's a funny guy. He's a funny guy. Um I read the synopsis the other day for a podcast with him and Dak Shepard. I don't know if you listened to that one. I did, yeah. You did. And I, I the synopsis was like Dax tries to tell Adam to quit getting out of his or like get out of his own way. Ugh. And I was like, what, what does this mean? Does I, don't, he... I, I don't, I don't really remember what that must be referring to. I've just, or quit burning bridges. Oh yeah. Said. I don't know. Like... He must, he must've told some story where he burned a bridge. I yeah. must've only been half listening. I'm so sick of that podcast being like called the, the great therapy of our time. It's not a fresh concept. <laughs> that podcast. I listen to it. It's called that. 
people seem to think that that show is like an original uh, representation right. of mental health, and it's this. It's, it's just people hearing podcasts. It's just, for the first time. it's just Marin. It's the same goddamn podcast. Yeah. He even puts it out on Mondays and Thursdays. Really? Yes. Drives me friggin' nuts. <laughs> uh, it's on Marin's corner. I thought the the most charming part was the opening part where they're like uh, high school kids sitting on the bleachers. Mm -hmm. He's like, I got signed. You guys should come be my crew. I thought that was the sweetest part. I was like, I want to watch this show. Right. And then later you see this, like five minutes later, this guy dies. It's 15 years later and they've just like, they're so disheveled and guys shirtless with a snake on his shoulders. Yeah. I don't know. It's going to be hard to like these people, I think. Yeah. Because they don't seem to have any real emotions. Right. They're pretty miserable. Do you think YouTube Originals will bring it back for a second series, second season? I don't know. I saw that uh, YouTube uh, Premium is bringing back Cobra Kai. Okay. For season two. Yeah. What was the other one? Wayne? Oh, Wayne. Remember Wayne? Yeah. I never watched any more of that after he bit that guy's nose off. Neither did I, but I liked it. I really liked the pilot. Wayne was good. YouTube Originals might be... You know what? I heard uh, Trevor Noah talking on the Bill Simmons podcast today yeah, about how... It everyone's got these streaming services and eventually they're going to find a way to get all the streaming services on one box yeah. and then they're going to sell that box for $50 a month and it's just going to be TV. Yeah, I've heard that take before that it's yeah. just we're just heading towards the same circle that this is the Wild West and it's already not that wild anymore. Right, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, at the funeral, I kind of thought it was not fitting that they were the only tacky showbiz leeches. Right. Like this guy would have so yeah. many more hangers on. Everyone else was just family. Yeah, everyone is just family and community people looking around like, ew, who are these? Yeah, tacky there's people? no other rappers. Yeah, or... in the Guini who just pulled up. Like, yeah. no, there's going to be other tacky Hollywood leeches. Tortellini Guini. <laughs> uh, it's okay. Yeah. That was okay. I think they stretched stuff out a little bit too much. Yeah. More stuff had to happen. Yeah, probably so. Are you going to watch any more? Give it your ass. Uh, well, it's YouTube Premium, so you can't watch anymore unless you subscribe. That's true. And I'm not going to do that. That's true. That's so true. I... Oh, I thought this was a funny line. Okay. When they were right back home, he says, uh, does my host seem kind of small to you? He goes, it does look smaller. Maybe they put a subtraction a on subtraction. it. subtraction. <laughs> I love that maybe it got a subtraction. I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> that was that was arguably the funniest and line. And his dad is like in a, a terrible fat suit. Yeah. Terrible fat suit. That's such a commitment for the whole season. And he's going to lose it in like episode yeah. two or something. He's right. like, I'm getting my life together. And so are you. Right. Yeah. Except he'll never get skinny. Like the son. No, no he's going to be the dad. He's going to continue looking like that. Um. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think? Do you give it your ass? No. no. I thought it was okay, but no. Decent watch. Yeah. Wasn't, it didn't take years off your life. No, no. I'm an okay person for it, but. I'm team Adam Pally. I'm rooting for Adam Pally. Who's the other guy in it? I don't know his name. S something Levert. Yeah, probably. Yeah. All right, uh, put me on the clock. Okay. I'm going to recap uh, Pen15, which has kind of been tearing up for a little bit. It's been around for a little bit. I've been meaning to bring it up on the podcast. Mm -hmm. I just watched it for the first time an hour ago. Uh, I'll recap the first episode. All right. It's happening in three, two, one, go. Two best friends on their first day uh, in seventh grade. They're both clearly very awkward, and they're looking forward to kissing boys for the first time, and they're going to do everything together because they love each other. And so they get to school, and they kind of get the impression that all the cute boys really like them, but then uh, before too long, they realize that actually it's all just a joke, and in fact, one of them has been labeled Eugis, ugliest girl in school. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, they enlist the older brother uh, for some slams, and they call him a bitch, and then there's almost a fight at school, and they go home, and they realize everything's going to be okay. <laughs> They're going to take on, they're going to tackle junior high together. 
Yes. So the important thing to point out about the gimmick of this show is that they're 13 years old, but they are played by a pair of 31-year-old women. Yeah. And it works better than it should. It works way better than it should. It does not seem that weird. No. Do you know these people? No. This was like the first thing they did fully, but the show is produced by like the Lonely Island. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. I know. I actually, and it takes place in the year 2000. So yeah. I probably like they're, they're remembering what it was like when they were them. Yeah. Uh, Which I was almost in grade seven at that point. Yeah, that's. I was in grade seven in two thousand three. Right, that's true. I didn't really even think about how close I would have yeah. been. Oh yeah, a lot yeah. of stuff really hit home. No kidding. Well, just just the awkwardness of them in general was very true. relatable. And I don't know if this happens so much with guys because guys aren't as in touch with their feelings certainly when they're thirteen years old. Mm -hmm. um, but the awkward girls being obsessively supportive of each other as best friends is right. a very real thing. Yeah. Like, are you kidding? You're hot. You're so hot. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When she cuts her hair, bowl oh, cuts her hair. Oh God, it's a horrible. No, it looks so good. You, a horrible bowl cut. What is, what did she say? You look like Jennifer Aniston. No, I was no. going for Sarah Michelle Geller. Yeah, I thought, but, but right. short, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah I was going to say that. Uh, no, this show is a breath of fresh air. I thought it was really good and and funny often, but also really sweet, mm -hmm. really b bizarrely believable. I liked how they never turned on each other. They were always they're, they're going so to. supportive of each other. Oh my god, so supportive. Yeah, no, I'd li I'd really like it if they just stayed best friends the whole time. You're right. I guess it's them against the world. It's always kind of nice when you know, almost like the uh, Dick in a Box guys. Like they're always just like. You're the best. No, you're the best. <laughs> well, the other nice thing that it kind of subverts is that lots of stuff has been done about the nerdiest people in school, mm -hmm. but these two are not shy. Like no, when she, when that's, she, I love that. When she goes to the nurse's office with the cute boy because she has kicked a soccer ball in his face and she's just like, for what it's worth, you look good with blood on your face. Right. <laughs> And the other one gets up in front of uh, the entire class and does the whole Ace Ventura slow-mo thing. That was unreal. That was that was very real. That's what the really awkward kid in school was like. And the class loves it. That's right. That's that's the good part about it, too. It's not like total crickets. Like, right. There are things like they're kind of popular. People clearly kind of like them. Well, when she was yelling at the, the other kid at the end. Yeah. It was kind of working. Like People, people were cheering were, her on. People were cheering her on, and then she took it too far by mentioning his dead dad. Yes. What do they say about, oh, they go to the older brother for like the best ways to diss him. Like, yeah. will you beat him up? He's like, I'm not going to beat up a seventh grader, but I can give you some good lines. Yeah. And he's like, what are his worst uh, qualities? And they're like, at least short. He's like, okay, I can use that. Oh, this girl gave him a hand job and he's not circumcised. So he's got a, an aardvark dick. He has an and he goes, dick. okay, for sure. You're going to want to bring up that aardvark dick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And it's funny because that guy is young too. Yes. So you're, he's playing the older brother, but he's really like. All the other kids are kids. Yeah. And at first I kind of thought, are we, are we having adults portray children for the same reason that Big Mouth can get away with R-rated storylines about children because it's animated yeah. and played by adults? But no, they've got all these little kids making like handjob jokes and then also these 31 year olds. Right. So that's not the reason. They're not above it. No, I don't think so. But I do think that that Big Mouth it factors into it a little bit. Sure. I think that a combination of Big Mouth and 8th grade. You saw 8th grade. We didn't talk about it on the podcast. We didn't? Did, you loved it. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. I thought it was so good. I, I thought this did a good job of anytime it was taking you to a really like sad place, it made it funny. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, and she goes into the bathroom stall and she sees that all of the Ugises of the past have yeah. been carved into the stall. Yeah. Ugis. <laughs> I think that the real climax of the show was when she brings up the guy's dad dying and oh, it just cuts man. away. Like, and then at the end, and they're giving each other a pep talk, and she says, You are my actual rainbow gel pen in a sea of blue and black writing utensils. Yeah. And the clear so phones, the clear like it was phone. just oh was, the throwbacks, it was man. so on 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 brand. They really nailed the the motif. Yes, yeah, Absolutely. and it, and the song "Unpretty" by TLC. Yes, <laughs> it, like it well, was, and um, it did so well. The do you forget about the things you said when oh, I yeah. was drunk? Lit, the yeah, lit. That's right, yeah. my own worst enemy. And there's another song in there too that was that was a perfect hit, um, "The Calling," uh, wherever you will go. Oh, yes. That was so fun. That was so good. And, uh, geez, I just thought it was, I absolutely give it, give it my thumbs up. My yes. I thought it was, I thought it was really great. Yeah. And it's all free on the CBC gem app. I know. How special is that? That's awesome. I know. And it's getting some attention. It's definitely getting some attention. They didn't explain pen 15. No. Are you familiar with this? Yeah. Yeah. I I don't really remember it. You don't? I I guess I could kind of figure it out. And I saw it in the Wikipedia notes and I was, I would guess I was right. I kind of got the impression. You don't? I just remember kids in like grade six saying, Hey, you want to join the pen, the pen 15 club? Right. And the whole idea was. They'd write penis on your arm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's kind of very similar to, uh, you know, they, the hold the finger below your waist and then you get to punch them or trying to think of some other examples, but, uh, all these like stupid little, basically schoolyard things that somehow transitioned into junior high because yeah. they're rougher and meaner. Right. And you know how I've had this theory on the podcast before about high school kids or junior high kids that are uh, they're they're too mean that the bullies are too extra and over the top that yeah. the kids are more diabolical and subtly insidious than that. I don't think this applies to that. Like when they outwardly call her the ugliest girl in school. Even though that is the kind of horror that would change a person forever. That is pretty off. That's truly horrible. But junior high kids are monsters. Yeah. They're actual monsters. Mm-hmm. So I, I can kind of see that happening. I kind of can imagine, I can remember, in fact, an incident where a girl was, what a lot of people said she was ugly. Oh, God. It's like everyone just trying to make sure they're not the person being called ugly. That's right. So awful. Those are that is the Game of Thrones. That is, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Did you have a cool guy teacher with a guitar? <laughs> no, no. Did you? I think I think I had some substitute teachers who were like cool guy teachers. Yeah, actually, you know what? Substitute teachers. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. they're going for an angle. I think I fell for that for a little while, and then there came a time where I was like, okay, you were you became cynical about it. I got cynical young. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know your angle here, buddy. Yeah. I'm not going to play We're your We're not games. falling for it. <laughs> oh, you're yeah. trying to teach us through song? Yeah. Not happening, bud. Right. Exactly. I don't think you're any cooler than you are. You're just a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> Those that can't do, man. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Uh, that's all I got. Yeah. So we both give that our S. Yeah. Absolutely. Add it to the log. Okay. Of S's. Oh, I have a, a listener explains a thing. Oh, nice. So... Last week we were talking about how uh, we we talked about this Grease sequel, mm-hmm. and prequel. yeah, the oh, that's right, it's a Grease prequel, a sequel, a sequel about the summer in which Danny and Sandy courted. Okay, right, and so um, I, I think I actually said it was going to be called Summer Lovin', and I said it was a really pornographic sounding name. It's actually called Summer Nights. The song is called Summer Nights. Oh, right, um, which is still kind of a horny title. Ah, not as 
it, the horny. It fits Summer better. Summer Lovin' is pretty on the nose. Yeah, it's very on the nose. And so we had a whole conversation about how I kind of thought for some reason, apparently erroneously, that the Rizzo's pregnant plot line subtly ends in her getting an abortion. <laughs> okay. And so... Uh, <laughs> I may have been wrong, as it turns out. Uh, Excellent. My friend Jade uh, wrote in with an explains a thing. Regarding Rizzo's did she or didn't she abortion, she didn't. It's actually just a pregnancy scare. In the scene at the party, she tells one of the other girls that she missed her period, and before the end of the play, she finds out that she is not actually pregnant. Also, the lyrics to Grease Lightning, you know that I ain't bragging, she's a real pussy wagon. Not magnet. Really close, though. This has been Jade Explains a Thing. That was my bad. As soon as I listened back to our episode last week, I knew I had, yeah. I had gotten the magnet wagon mm. thing incorrect. Sure. <laughs> I guess I it's overestimated. It's always you saying something that has to be re-explained. I'm starting to notice this. <laughs> I'm starting to notice I'm how... saying, you go in confidently, I'm way more reluctant to You know what the problem with this confident. is? The, pro- the problem in the lesson in the real life here is mm. that I'm generally an underconfident person. Mm-hmm. And anytime I try and show confidence, real life slaps me in the ball. This is when you're in the confidence zone. <laughs> yeah. And you're being robbed of it every yeah, time. Yeah, no wonder I'm always like uncertain Unsure about stuff. <laughs> I'm wrong all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and we have a feature declaring that. Yeah. Weekly. As it turns out, we should change the segment to <laughs> listener correct What sweets. Colin was wrong. What sweets was wrong about <laughs> Anyway, so that's uh, now we know. Now we know a little bit better that Greece didn't quite go there, but maybe we have a plot line for Summer Nights. Maybe we should make a sequel called uh, "They Ma- <laughs> They Made Out Under the Dock." Right, it's just about Rizzo and <laughs> potentially getting pregnant. Right. Okay, uh, I'm gonna have to edit out this because I haven't even looked up a, a Will Smith. A thing. Will Smith thing? No. Ooh, do I have anything I can? Uh... It's just a headline here that says Will Smith thinks Aladdin genie memes are very funny. <laughs> cool. Yeah, but he's that's exactly what someone who hates them would say just to try to Yeah, I think the idea is like people are mocking him for his blue face yeah. and he's just like <laughs> These this is so funny. I'm right. so relatable. Right. Well, he is relatable. If we've proven nothing else on this podcast, it's the relatability of Will mm-hmm. Smith. What's his latest bucket list escapade? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> All right. Never trust Will Smith. Never trust Will Smith. <laughs>